And so when I started Pixel Dreams, it was actually out of desperation. I can't say that I started it with, with the idea that uh, I had a better idea of how to run a business because I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't come from a, uh, from a business background, and neither did my partners. Let's go! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Blind Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jonathan Grzbowski, and today we are on episode 62. I have Cal Saeed with me. He's 37 years of age, and he's the founder of Pixel Dreams. Pixel Dreams is a design and branding agency that specializes in brand strategy, design, and marketing websites. We're going to be talking about that company in addition to other companies that Cal has today on The Blind Entrepreneur. So, Cal, how's your day going? Going well, going well. Thank you very much. I'm, uh, I'm excited. 62 is my favorite number. Nice. Very cool. No, Even I'm just better. kidding. <laughs> Even better. So we got a little bit of a different backdrop today. If you're watching on the uh, video on YouTube or Facebook, uh, that's because today's day one in the new office. So bear with us. Uh, we do appreciate your attention today. Uh, w without further ado, Cal, uh, we're going to bring it back to you for a second. Uh, we start every podcast with an icebreaker just to get the creative juices flowing a little bit. So the first question of the day is imagine you just had the worst day of your life. Your head is in the sand. You're down in the dumps. You're trying to figure out how you can make the day better. So what is that one piece of food that's going to lift your spirits higher? Uh -huh. I, 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 uh, I won't eat. Really? I actually, I'll actually fast. Interesting. Now, yeah. is that because I, of your I avoid eating. Or, or no, uh, well, I was introduced to fasting uh, through culture, but uh, I've uh, I've learned the benefits of it really through uh, through guys like Tim Ferriss and and as well as a, a lot of the science behind the importance of fasting. Um, fasting helps me realize and remember that I'm human, and mm -hmm. that uh, those hunger pains remind me that there's something going on inside of me. Uh, it helps me, in a way, distract myself from the all the shit that I'm allowing to get get to me and focuses me back in. And it's also a great way for me to, um, how should I say, detox myself. Mm, that's a great question. And I'm sure we're going to learn more about that uh, shortly. Tell us about yourself. Who are you? What is your story? I heard a little bit before off the air. I'd love to get to know you a little bit better. <laughs> Who am I? That's a that's always an interesting question to, to try to answer. Um, I think the the most honest uh, the most honest answer to that is I I don't know and uh, it, you'd figure that uh, at my age I'd, I'd have the answer but uh, I'm still getting to know myself and I'm still learning more about myself uh, daily. Um, statistically speaking, about me, uh, I'm a father. Um, uh, my uh, first business partner, who's still a business partner of mine, is also my wife. Uh, we have two kids together. Um, uh, I'm really big into reading. I work out five, six, seven days a week, and uh, I eat pretty healthy. I definitely enjoy eating. I'm a huge Star Trek fan, huge Star nice. Trek fan. Uh, so that's about me, but who am I? It's it's always a little bit trickier. I guess that also depends on the day, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your business, Pixel Dreams. I, I mentioned it briefly, your designing and branding agency, but going a little bit deeper, tell us a little bit about Pixel Dreams. Um. I'd say we really were more of a family, and uh, I think when when I started the company, um, shortly after I met my my wife, who's who's one, um, our first partner. We have three part. There's three partners in total. 
uh, I think what we were looking for at the time was uh, an opportunity to have a 40, 50, 60 hour week in, a, in an environment that we, we could call home. And uh, at the time, uh, being, an, uh, being an entrepreneur, a young entrepreneur, I didn't know a lot of organizations that I could go work for that I would feel comfortable about, that I would know that, uh, the, the, that my boss or the, my employer had my best interests at heart. And uh, working at other companies and other agencies, I, I quickly realized that that's actually not the case. And um, you know, I don't blame uh, the current state of uh, lack of loyalty in, in, in employees with, with their employers. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It's uh, uh, it's definitely yeah, um, there hasn't been much loyalty towards employees uh, either. And so when I started Pixel Dreams, it was actually out of desperation. I can't say that I started it with with the idea that uh, I had a better idea of how to run a business because I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't come from a, uh, from a business background and neither did my partners. Um, but I did know that I did know how I wanted to feel going into work. And I did know that I, I care about people. And, uh, uh, you know, there's definitely pros and cons to that in business. But uh, I would say that uh, the one thing that I'm happy about that I can say at the end of the week, at the end of the day, is that I care about my team and I can see that uh, team members are, are doing better in life uh, working, working together here. Uh, and that's not uh, much I could say, but uh, that's not, a, uh, I couldn't say that about a lot of employers. Now that I am an entrepreneur, I would say that uh, meeting a lot of other entrepreneurs, there's a lot of companies that I would love to work for if I wasn't running my own company. A lot of my friends have, are running really decent, decent businesses as well that care about their team. So what is that, uh, where do you think that all came from? You know, you, you, you gave a very emotional answer when it comes to talking about family when it comes to talking about business you know, wh why it, this might come off weird but why do you care so much about people um, I was having a very long conversation last night about the same thing with a with a, a entrepreneur friend of mine who's, who's doing very well for himself but and we, we, we were joking at the fact that we could do a lot better in business if we uh, were a little bit more cutthroat if we were a little bit less caring um, I, I don't know. I wish I had a simple answer. Sometimes I think it could be just a matter of uh, my upbringing. I, I was raised in a very warm uh, uh, household um, while we were not very well off. Uh, I, I grew up in public housing here in Toronto in the ghettos. One thing I could say that I had that a lot of other families didn't have was was uh, parents who had a just a really wonderful relationship and there was a lot of love in the home. Um, so I, I, I think that might have had a great impact on me growing up, um, but I've also had a. Ver I'd also say that I'm a sucker for love. Like uh, it sounds kind of weird and bizarre, but uh, um, I feel like I have a lot of it to give, and I definitely need a lot of it. And uh, so I like to surround myself with warm, warm people. That's a great answer, and thank you for being uh, honest. Yeah, um, I wish I, I. You know, I don't want. Uh, I don't want anyone to have this idea that I'm successful based on strategy. I think there's just as much luck uh, in, in figuring things out uh, and finding things out about myself over the years uh, and less about this master plan that I had from the beginning. Mm. So so what was the master plan? If you don't mind just diving into that because you know, you, yeah. you're coming from an upbringing. You mentioned the fact that your, your, your mother, quote unquote, uh, you know, smuggled you into uh, into the area on camel. I'd love for you to uh, talk about that and and you know like how, how how did your the parenting 
how did your parenting and your upbringing shape you into becoming the person that you are today? So, um, my mother uh, gave birth to me when she was 16, or 17, I should say. She was married at 16. She gave birth to me at 17. Uh, and this is in Kabul, Afghanistan. Um, this is shortly after the uh, so-called Russian invasion started. Um, prior to that, uh, Afghanistan was, was uh, quite a uh, successful and forward-thinking country. And my aunts, uh, my great-aunts, uh, they were all university educated. Some of them were doctors. Some of them were lawyers. Some of them were teachers. Some of them worked in government. Uh, it's not n anything like it is now, um, but still, the, you know, it is a religious country nonetheless. Um, my mom uh, realized that the the country was in danger, and uh, she left everything behind. And uh, uh, with her husband at the time, made a decision that she wanted to get out of the country. Um, and uh, during this time, uh, people weren't uh, allowed to come in or out, so she had to smuggle me out on a camel. And it was like a one-week journey uh, into into Pakistan, and from Pakistan, uh, we migrated into Italy. Uh, and this is kind of bizarre and cool, but uh, we were greeted by the Pope. He was greeting all these refugees, wow. and uh, I didn't know how important this was, but I have a picture of myself and the Pope reaching out, trying to trying to hold me. Wow. A very very holy-like picture. That's cool. <laughs> Um, and then uh, a couple years after that, by the time I turned three years old, uh, she was able to successfully bring me to Canada uh, and then leave her husband at the time, who, who um, unfortunately was a bit abusive and was, was struggling with his own demons. And then the father that raised me just became my, my hero, the, my, my stepdad. That's awesome. um, so that's kind of how I found myself in, in Canada. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you also mentioned the importance of family. And you know, being that your wife is your now wife uh, is your is your was your first partner. Um, how has that been? You know, <laughs> you know, what is what is we that see each like? other? We see we see each other almost twenty four hours, seven days a week, um, and uh, it's it's good. I like it. Like uh, that's cool. We're 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 not the. I, I have my staff listening to this conversation, but I don't think we're the annoying couple. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are we annoying? No. No, they say we're not. Um, I think at work we have a pretty cool uh, working relationship. I would, I would say that we're more f like best friends than anything, and that's that's how our relationship blossomed. That uh, she had her independence and I had my my independence, and we we went into business for business reasons, and uh, that eventually turned into us falling in love. But uh, uh, I think we both resisted. She resisted a lot more than I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And she still does resist sometimes. Sure. Um, but yeah, we 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 both came from 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 loving households, and uh, she herself has a really interesting uh, and unique uh, history, similar like mine. Um, and I think that kind of shaped us to to kind of be a little bit more gritty. Mm, okay. So you, you know, both both of you are coming from like loving households. Yeah, you cared so deeply about your your employees. What are some? What would you say is your management style, and what do you do for your for your employees that could be a good takeaway for entrepreneurs and business executives that are listening today? Um, I take the I take the personal health of my team uh, quite personally. I care about uh, how they're doing in their personal lives, um, and you know, there's two fronts to that. There's uh, 
from a business perspective, if, if, if a team member is not doing well in their personal life, it, it will impact the business. It will impact other, other team members. Um, so that, uh, uh, and I say that for those who, who are a little bit more numbers oriented and want to know the ROI on, 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 on such a thing. Um, outside of that, I think it's, uh, I think it's it, it, almost in a superstitious way, uh, it's a blessing to be in a position where I am to be able to have an impact and help people. And so it's more of a responsibility that, uh, that I feel that I have. If, if somehow we've met and, you know, you're working for me, I should go out of my way to ensure that your, your life is improving while we're working together. Yeah. And so uh, on, a, on a regular basis every week, we do our scrum, we, we, we meet every Monday morning and review what our goals are. And some of those goals, at the, at the, we break it down between personal goals as the first set of goals that we review, then the company goals, then the client goals in that order because I want to know what your personal goals are. And of course, I'm not asking you for, for, for anything that you're uncomfortable to share, but if you say that health is important to you and you're going to go hit the gym three times this week, well, I'm going to hold you accountable. And so we hold each other accountable uh, for things like that. And uh, I always say that um, you know this company is temporal. You're going to work here for a year. You may you may leave in six months, but you're going to keep with you the, the, the growth that you, you, you get out of here. And so it's in not just our best interest, but it's the individual's best interest to, to grow. Um, so I, I hit the gym with my team. Uh, we, we read uh, on a regular basis. Everybody here is uh, required to read at least one or two books a month. Uh, so we have a little book, book club going on. Uh, we eat lunch together. Uh, we have a pretty tight-knit group. Very cool. yeah. And, you know, I'd like to uh, turn this conversation on somewhat sour um, because it seems like you guys are doing so well, you're a tight-knit community, but I can, only, I can only imagine it wasn't always like this. So what were some of the initial struggles that you had uh, in the beginning of your career? Um, hmm. I would say the big one is uh, the lack of business uh, acumen. Um, being an entrepreneur with uh, very little business background, and my parents are very old school. We didn't talk about money, and we didn't, I didn't learn anything about business from them either. Uh, just some basic common principles of business uh, that uh, one would not want to violate. I violated all the time, like uh, getting contracts signed, uh, sending out invoices on time. Uh, we did almost $100,000 worth of work in our first year for a company that decided everything was based on a handshake because I like these people and I looked up to them and I and uh, I looked at uh, looked up to them as, as their role models and it was all handshake based uh, and so when they walked away uh, with with the code and the work and uh, uh, we got no money out of it it just put us in a precarious situation did I learn from it sure did I learn from it well not enough because I did it again and again so silly things like that or paying attention to cash flow uh, understanding your ROI, understanding process, uh, understanding project management, um, uh, simple things like that uh, uh, were, were not natural to us. So we had to learn the hard way. Mm, interesting. Now, would you would you say that that specific story um, was a failure? And if it wasn't, what would you say is your biggest failure thus far in business? And how did you overcome it? Um, my biggest failure in business. I don't know if I've made it yet. Uh, I think personally my biggest failure is uh, not risking more. Mm. 
not being not being as aggressive as I should be. Okay. Yeah, and I and I think that's not the case with everyone. I think that's just my personal uh, story. Um, I think sometimes we hold ourselves back. Oh, you know what? Here's a here's another big one: not charging enough. Mm. That's a huge Expand one for me. Expand on that, please, because I know I know a ton of people have this issue. Well, it comes from a it it it's uh, it is what it is, but it comes from a position of self worth, really, right? Um, as much as I may believe that uh, that my work is great, um, if I'm not charging enough, then what am I doing here, right? Do I really believe that my work is valuable? Um, and so I think that was a big, big hurdle for me. Uh, and I would say my, my wife, luckily, is the opposite of that. She always pushed to a, a risk more and be charged more. Um, I think, uh, I forgot who it was, but it was on a Tim Ferriss podcast. Uh, if there was one thing that uh, you could put on a billboard, uh, what would you put in the, I forgot who it was that said this, but he said, raise your, raise your prices. Hmm raise your rates so I know a lot of people suffer from that how, how far along into the business did you finally realize like holy crap I need to we need to raise the rates um always right sometimes we realize that we have that we're erring but uh, uh, we may not follow through it's like people who who are obese and suffering from health issues know that they should stop eating junk food and hit the gym they know it but are they willing to do it and that's a that's a different hurdle in itself and so what are, what are the what are the blockages from stopping one from doing that from making that decision um, so I've gone for a while interesting yeah. and um, you mentioned that goals are very uh, very very uh, you're very goal -orient goal oriented and the business is very goal oriented and you hold your team accountable um, I'd love to hear just some some goals that you have for your business and for yourself within the next five years Five years is a long time. Um, I'll say the mission. Um, the mission is uh, to increase the intelligence and consciousness of humanity, uh, and that was uh, that's been something that's been brewing slowly and been developing over the, the last five six years. Of uh, and you run a branding agency, so I'm sure you're in the same boat. You continuously go through your own branding um, uh, exercises internally. Um, and so we continuously reassess why why we exist and what's our purpose. Uh, and so the, the the challenge has been, while we've we love the work that we do, which is design work, development work, um, we're artists, designers, thinkers. We love that. The question has been in the last year and a half. Well, how do we translate that to uh, now this mission that we're uh, this purpose that we have, which is to increase the intelligence and consciousness of humanity. Um, and that spawned off this idea that uh, if we are going to start anywhere, we need to at least start with ourselves. Um, and so from a cultural perspective, that's a, a cornerstone of who we are, uh, is uh, how, how much are we bettering ourselves? What books are we reading? What challenges are we solving? What blockages emotionally or intellectually are we, are, are, are we overcoming uh, internally? And then outside, and then outside of internal, then we look to our clients. How are we actually bettering our clients? It's one thing to say, uh, you know, the design work or the marketing campaign I did helped return, increase uh, revenues by X percentage. That's cool. That's, that's, a business, um, uh, that's a business goal. 
But outside of that, uh, our, our actual goal is how do we improve the lives of our clients? Uh, how do we increase their intelligence and consciousness? And then uh, an extent from that is how are we helping their customers and their clients improve? Um, and so having this philosophy, this purpose has actually shifted uh, our focus quite a bit. And we, we judge the viability of working with somebody differently now. Now we're willing to work with a client who may be very small and not have a budget, but is doing something impactful uh, versus um, perhaps working with a larger client but uh, is a detriment or is a, uh, providing uh, you know, negativity in the world somehow. Mm, so okay. it, it has cost us uh, clients and money to, to, to make that decision, but uh, make those types, of, those types of decisions. But at the end of the day, like, why would I be running my own show if I'm not gonna pick and choose? I might as well work at a large agency and get paid handsomely. Yeah, right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, working on a project, uh, I'd say we're very similar. The project is um, making an impact in our community and making a difference. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's fine to, you know, maybe from a business sense, it may not be good to make to lose money on it. But just from yeah. the fact that, like, you know, to feel good, um, you know, you want to do good. It, I think that's a, a, a great way to run business. Um, before I get to... Uh, we need more people like you. We nah. need more people. We need more companies that that care outside of their 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 bottom line. Yeah, there's yeah. only so much profit that you can make. That uh, and this sounds crazy for 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 a lot of people, but it, we're all gonna we're all gonna die. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, like I'm not taking anything with me. Right. Right. Except regret. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before I get to. Um, more fun topics, although I think this is pretty fun. Um, I, I like talking about death. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> morbid but awesome. Um, you know how how do you advertise your business? What do you think is successful, and what do you think other people can do uh, to to further market their business? So I, I gotta say, man, I am not a poster child for for for, for uh, the right answer here. Um, I. I uh, I'm a horrible example of what you should be doing. Um, how we're successful is is beyond me. Um, I can tell you what we do that's successful for our clients. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> so you know we do have a philosophy on 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 business and we do have a philosophy on branding, um, and uh, it, it does definitely relate to to our own business. Um, suffice to say that we're in a very fortunate position uh, in our company that I've never had a knock on a door to uh, get a sale. Uh, we've had uh, recommendations and referrals and inbound clients come to us throughout the history of, of, of our life uh, of, of the company. And now the challenge is that well, we want to grow and we want to have a larger impact and uh, now we're in a position where we're thinking, are we going to actually have to knock on doors? Are we going to actually have to do what we help and teach other businesses to do um, because for us branding has always been the cornerstone of how we've attracted business so um, when we first started this idea of how do we get clients came uh, came up and it, it, was a, it was an ironic uh, question to ask a company that's supposed to help people generate business uh, and so, uh, you know, I drank my own Kool-Aid uh, Kool here and I said, well, let's let's do something fun. Let's do something interesting. Let's attract business uh, instead of knocking on doors and cold calling. Let's attract business. And so when we started, um, we started off with running two campaigns. 
One was a motorcycle campaign in which we were willing to pay for people's motorcycle licenses. That's only $15 a person. And we had a microsite and uh, we did a ton of uh, marketing and advertising, a lot of grassroots uh, guerrilla style advertising uh, to get people to go out and get their motorcycle license. So it was completely community based. The other campaign that we did uh, was that we hosted an event at a uh, vapor lounge. And this is in 2009. This is when cannabis was still very, very, very risque. Um, and we hosted um, a, a cannabis event with a gentleman named Mark Emery who was uh, being extradited to the United States and he was doing a, what's called a farewell tour before, he was, before his extradition. Um, and in both events, we didn't put our name on it. And this was, this was uh, I guess, the, the genius and the stupidity of it all. We decided that it would be sponsored by this monkey named Pierre. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how, but it did work. People, people wanted to know who Pierre was, and they looked for Pierre, and they found this site uh, dedicated to this monkey. And then they were looking to figure out, well, who the fuck is Pierre, and where did he come from? And eventually found our agency... And so we would get calls asking to speak to Pierre. We, we would even get fan mail. We even got something from uh, Adbusters because um, he, he was a big Adbusters supporter and he was wearing Adbusters, uh, had a shoe, uh, type of shoe at the time. And uh, so we would get mail and inbound calls coming in. And so our first year in business, uh, the leads that came in all could be sourced by, from those two campaigns that we did. That is cool. That... And so after that, we just threw parties. Nice. That... Two or three parties a year, and uh, that opened up doors to other clients. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, a re- that's a really good story. And definitely a huge takeaway is uh, you're figuring out what you're good at, which is you know, having fun, being having that emotional connection to the community. So you know, kudos for acknowledging that. Um, I, I want to shift the focus a little bit. Um, I I want to ask the first uh, in this first set of questions is more about you, um, mm-hmm. and I got asked this question and I was stumped. I didn't know how to answer it. And it's a very basic question. So um, the question is, what do you do for fun? Read, mm-hmm. workout. Um, if I had more time. If it was more selfish, I would probably do a lot more uh, artwork. I'd probably paint, draw, sculpt, play with Lego. Uh, that's what I play video games. Uh, none of which I do right now. But, right. I mean, uh, two kids. <laughs> I mean, business. I mean, how do you how yeah. do you fit it all in? Um, I I pay a lot of attention to my time. I, I value my time very much, so I will ensure that uh, uh, that I hit the gym on a regular basis. My goal is to read 52 books this year. I'm I'm on par for that. I, I did 40 last year, uh, so I always keep two or three books on me. Um, but yeah, fun. I also I do en- I do enjoy being social, having a few friends over, hosting. I really enjoy hosting, um, make, prepping meals for people, having people over, smoking dubs. That kind of stuff. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, why, in why? Canada, people smoke a lot. Of, yeah, of I weed. believe it. I believe it. It's a big Canadian so, thing. So if you're little, not drinking, you're smoking weed, man. <laughs> it's a little, uh, little harder over here. Um, 
why 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 reading you know like you, you you've you mentioned reading a couple of times in this conversation you know what is it about reading that gets you so excited about it yeah so there's a lot there's a lot of science that shows that learning uh in, increases happiness and so um I, I i try to pay attention and and uh be careful uh with regards to the pursuit of pleasure versus the pursuit of happiness um, sometimes I know that I'm pursuing pleasure and I'm willing to regret the next day. Um, but that's very different from happiness. Whereas, uh, uh, reading, uh, does spark ideas. It does, it does allow one to get away, uh, and disconnect from their own, my own mind running around in circles and, uh, potentially, uh, like a broken record player that can happen from time to time. So it allows me to disconnect from my own worries or concerns or, or challenges and allows me to kind of uh, go off into a distant uh different universe mm. yeah so you mentioned reading um you mentioned reading 52 books um but are is there anything that has helped you become more efficient throughout your day you mentioned time being so valuable to you um how what are some ways that you've become more efficient that you could tell uh, our viewers today uh, focus um, distributing distributing tasks based on energy levels is something that I, I started thinking about a few years back um, and what I mean by that is that um, there are peaks and valleys of, of, of focus and energy uh, you know, morning time uh, for example is, is, is a prime time um, and so I try to avoid things that require less um, optimal brain power and energy and postpone those things for times when I'm not as uh, sharp. So if I need to do a sales call, for example, I should do it in the morning. Or if I need to work on something very important, then I'll do it in the morning. Um, if I need to clean my house or check my emails, it's better to do it in the evening or do it in the afternoon. Um, so that's one thing. So knowing when to do uh, certain tasks make a big difference. The other thing is um, uh, eating healthy. So making sure that my tasks are distributed based on my energy levels is, is an important thing. Uh, another uh, important aspect to, to my productivity is um, making sure that I, uh, I'm eating healthy. So I, I drink soylent through, uh, usually during the day, early day. I skip breakfast uh, most often than not. Um, I think breakfast is a lot, uh, is much more overrated than people would imagine, um, and I try to avoid carbs so that I'm not having these like sugar highs and then uh, these these sudden drops in glucose level and and then I feel like I need to go to sleep. Uh, outside of that, I also do what's called Pomodoro techniques. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, I've gotten everyone on the team to do Pomodoros and uh, a few of my 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 uh, friends that run businesses and. I think that has changed uh, changed the game quite a bit. It's amazing after you do it for about a week, uh, you can start a task and just like kind of finish up after 25 minutes and look at your watch and say like, shit, that's exactly 25 minutes. So your your awareness of time really improves uh, after a little bit of time. Um, and then the other two things uh, that are very important to productivity is actually working out and uh, meditation. Uh, so I do both of those things on a regular basis. Um, I think that there's a, I, I know that there's a huge correlation between uh, physical uh, and our ability to think clearly and ability to output uh, good ideas. 
So working out is huge. Yeah, well, absolutely. And and uh, you know, we're running down to just a couple more questions, but I, I have to ask, what are some forms of tech that you use throughout your day? Tech. Um, I got a Fitbit. Allows me to track uh, track my my health uh, to a certain degree. Uh, we're in the process of building something that uh, that the goal is to manage and maximize uh, personal and team performance. Uh, something that we've been prototyping uh, uh, here at HQ for a bit. Uh, so we do use that uh, as an internal tool as well. It allows us to track everything from Pomodoros to our happiness levels to how many are are. Uh, our speed and, and trajectory in terms of reading and, uh, and other tasks. Um, big believer of checklists, uh, and uh, I guess uh, it's more software for me. So I'm a big, uh, I love Asana. I'm a big, uh, big uh, fan of Asana, uh, the project management system. We use it for, for various reasons. I also use it as my uh, CRM tool as well as uh, a knowledge base. Um, we got Google Home, mm. and that's connected. So it's nice to be able to just talk to HQ and then the lights turn on and off, the music plays. And, yeah. Nice. Outside of that, I think, uh, for the most part, it's... So you're pretty techie. <laughs> I guess. I guess, yeah. I, I got one final question for you, Cal. And sure. uh, personally, it's the, this, the most important. So the Blind Entrepreneur was created uh, to help individuals, uh, to help entrepreneurs, to help millennials who are in business but may be temporarily blind. Uh, they cannot see the obvious. They may be stuck in a particular place internally that they just can't get out of. So what, yeah. are, what are three pieces of advice that you'd give to a fellow entrepreneur that's currently in that space? Uh, the first one is to stop. Um, I feel that the, in my own history that uh, some of the bigger mistakes that I made was when I uh, was rushing and I felt like I needed to make a decision quick. Um, some of my better decisions was when I just said, fuck it, it's okay, it's good. Uh, the world will be fine, the business will be fine if I just take a day or two off. Um, and uh, so stopping is really, really important, especially when things are really crazy. I think that's when it matters most. Uh, second uh, thing that, uh, that uh, that's important to, to my strategy is uh, surrounding myself with the right people. So I have a good network of other entrepreneurs that I can go to. Um, and then the third is mushrooms. Interesting. Ex yeah. Do you mind expanding on that? Um, I would. I, I think I'd butcher it if I tried to explain it. I think people need to do a lot more research on the subject of psychedelics and mushrooms. Uh, I know I, I, I have uh, quite a few friends that are entrepreneurs that are very, very successful, uh, and they, they schedule it uh, once per quarter. Uh, I know that some of my biggest breaks, uh, both personal and, and from a business, uh, from a professional perspective, was uh, doing deep dives into, into mushrooms. Um, I think uh, the, the challenge with, with things like mushrooms and as well as uh, cannabis as well is that uh, far too often people put it, and especially in television and, and film, um, it's portrayed as a recreational uh, activity. Um, but the benefits of such things, especially mushrooms, is that it's not done recreationally, that it's done in a very controlled environment uh, with uh, one or two people that, uh, that can care for you. Um, and then you you let yourself lose your shit and come out uh, alive. There's something called ego death that people will go through. Hmm. And um, I would ask you if you've 
I've, I've ever done it, but uh, I don't want to put you in that spot. But no, I mean, I'll answer truthfully. Um, I, I've never done a drug. Uh, I've never done. It's not that I'm not against it. You know, it, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely for it. If it, if you're able to get yeah. to that place um, mentally, spiritually, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. But personally, I, I've never done it, so I, I, I can't speak to it. Um, yeah. But I am interested in this, in the sense of like, you know, how it's able to help you, and 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 not only that, and and, and this might come off like a rude question, but no, do you no, think please. it's do you think it's selfish to to put yourself in that predicament in order to you know because you said you have to have caretakers and things like that, yeah, and and so answer that part, and I have a follow up question. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, I think it's not selfish at all. Um, I would I would think it would be selfish if there was uh, any risk atta- associated with it. Um, no one uh, has ever died from cannabis, and this is I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of health benefits to it. Um, same with same with uh, mushrooms as well. There's a lot of health benefits to to mushrooms. It's uh, it can be used for PTSD. It can be used to uh, deal with anxiety and depression. Um, there is definitely a lot of pros. Uh, you want to have a sitter so that uh, you're just more comfortable. So um, it's not the type of drug that uh, I'm, I'm going to think that I can fly and that I can't tell. From, I mean, if one does enough of it, then you will lose your shit. But uh, if, it's, if it's done responsibly like anything, like Tylenol, for example, if it's done responsibly, you're good. If you decide to take the whole bottle, you're going to be fucked. Um, so it's just good to have somebody around to be able to get, fetch you a glass of water or, uh, get you a few pillows if you want so that you can just like be in your state and go inwards and, and, and discover, uh, discover what you need to discover. Um, and so further than that, with regards to the discovering, it's very difficult to go into it with any expectations. You might say that I really need to solve this business challenge in my life or this problem in my life and you go into it um, and you come out of it and say that was never a challenge holy shit there's this other thing in my life that's been there this whole time that I've lied to myself that I've I've disregarded but it's been there and it's been gnawing at me um, and you can't unsee it and so there is this permanence that comes with uh, the impact of going through a mushroom trip that uh, you can't undo it you can't unsee the things that you've seen and that's what makes you uh, a better person coming out of it. That's what that's what gives you that transformational change, not just a temporary change. Um, it, it's going to sound bogus for for some that aren't in, that haven't done the research on the subject, but I can definitely say, definitively say that um, I have become a better person uh, through these experiences. Um, I have become a better entrepreneur, a healthier human being, um, and just a better better citizen of, of, of a global citizen. Uh, through these experiences, I've become less selfish. I've learned of my selfish ways. I've seen my own ego surface. Um, and this is why some people who do things like um, uh, m- mushrooms uh, have very horrible trips because it's not meant for recreation. So imagine imagine a, a young person doing it, going to, a, going to a concert. This is quite common. Um, and then they, they surface. These things surface that you don't like the people that you're with. You don't like yourself. <coughs> Uh, that you have an unhealthy relationship with or with the universe or your parents, this at the other, and you're in an environment where people are partying and you you have no way of coping with that or dealing with that or doing anything about it. And that can be a very terrible trip. Uh, but if done in, 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 in the correct conditions, 
uh, I've seen it have transformational impact on on people's lives, like huge impacts on people's lives. Um, oftentimes, people weep quite a bit. Uh, weeping is very common, um, and just the ability to connect and see things from a di completely just a completely different perspective, um, one that would take you know, 40, 50 years of meditating in a in a cave somewhere to be able to experience. I think it's a. I think that's an absolutely beautiful answer. Um, and we we as human beings get feedback so often. We hear what other people see. Uh, we hear the feedback. We listen to the feedback uh, that people see upon what we're doing as 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 humans. Um, but we may not necessarily listen to it. We may not necessarily believe it. But the fact that yeah. you're able to get into that headspace to do something, um, you know, spiritually. To kind of take your 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 spirit out of your body, your spirit looking over you uh, yeah. as you're just laying there is yeah. is a, I'm sure is a, is a is a very different experience because now you can actually pinpoint and say, you know, what you said. You may not be able to find the answer if you were to do this yourself. Um, and sitting in a cave, it might take you 40, 50 years, but you're able to do it. Um, you know, uh, every you know whatever it is that you decide to do. Um, yeah. you know, the, the, the act. Um, so yeah. that's a, a beautiful answer. So thank you for your transparency and honesty. Um, yeah. do you I know it's a, I know it's a little bit of an off subject for, for, for most, but, uh, I feel it's uh, the, the goodness of the, of the, of the drug of the plant or the, of the mushroom is, uh, is there, there's a certain truth to it. And I would, be doing a disservice if I if I wasn't honest about the the positive experiences that came out of it. Absolutely. Well, yeah. well, Cal, thank you so much for being on on the show. Oh, thank you, you, Matt. You have really successfully it. completed the podcast. So the next fifteen <laughs> to thirty seconds is all yours. Talk about yourself. Tell people how they can follow you. Tell people how they can potentially become a client, partner, whatever it may be. The stage is sure. yours. Sure. Um, well, uh, as I said earlier, my mission is to, to help people uh, in, in the world, and I, I believe the way it can be done is to help people increase their intelligence and consciousness, uh, which is why I read a lot, and I, I encourage other people to read and meditate and work out and be healthy. Uh, so that said, um, more important than, than gaining business, people can find me on Instagram uh, under the handle MyFriendCal, MyFriendKal. Uh, and in there, I just have my book list. So every time I finish a book, I post it up and uh, put a quick review um, just so that people are... Uh, I don't want others to have excuses as to why they can't read because I know I'm busy. And if I can read and if I can have time for myself and, and hit the gym, then uh, then you should too. So Amen. That's my Beautiful. Awesome, Thanks man. So much for yeah, absolutely, man. And best of luck. And if you liked the episode today, you liked everything that Cal had to say, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube as well. And head over to theblindentrepreneur.com. Until next time, everybody, have a good day. Cheers. Right, one second. Um, so now I'm just going to do like a, a, an intro. Um, sure. All right, cool. Yeah, man. On today's episode of The Blind Entrepreneur, we're going to get really deep. We're going to talk about your spiritual state, your mental state, your physical state. We're even going to throw in some cool things called mushrooms. So we're going to explain that in more detail today on today's podcast. Let's... All right, cool.
you'll see why I do that. Uh, uh, amazing, amazing. Yeah. It's genius. It's it's good because you have more to say at the end of the podcast than you do at the beginning. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, Cal, hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate your time. Um, my pleasure, man. We're, we're definitely. We're de- I'd love to connect and, and stay in touch um, and build a friendship and relationship here. I love what you're doing. And uh, likewise, if you ever come down to Philadelphia area, you got a place to hang out. And uh, I, I will take you up on that, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm, I, I've I've heard good things about Philly. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I yeah. Good, I've heard many good things about Philly. So I'll uh, I'll reach out when I'm when I'm in the area. Cool. Awesome, man. All right. Okay. Cheers, man. Have a good rest of your Thanks. day. Have an awesome weekend. Take care. Cheers. Yeah.